Hello, this is Ken Ferry with this week's Boots in the Field. Planters are rolling again here today. Replanting continues, mainly filling in ponds, some of them for a second time as we finish up the corn planting and the, the beans itself. Uh, if I'm to look at the stands that I've been walking through, I would say in general the last plantings that we did here uh, are probably going to be our best stands as far as getting that corn up. This last stuff we planted got up in five, six days, kind of like what we'd want it to be. But uh, things are finally starting to move along a little bit better. Today, most of the fields that I looked at that were stressed due to everything from crusting to herbicide to, to being sand blowed, they're kind of getting back on course. I saw a lot of new growth coming out of the whorls, meaning this corn is uh, picking its head up and taking off again. And for the most part, everything I looked at today, we can go ahead now and apply our post herbicides. We're getting an inch to an inch and a half of new growth up out of that whirl. And uh, it, it's now back uh, to its regular metabolism rate. It can handle the, the sprays that we put on it. Now, if you get out there, and we saw some of this today too, if you get out there and there is no new growth from last week, you better put that part or that field on the replant list because it's not coming back. Uh, it should have had new growth at least an inch to inch and a half uh, from whatever damage was done to it. Looking at some of these plants that got wind blasted and soil blasted, the, the older leaves right now are kind of crispy and drying up, but the new growth looks pretty good itself. Now in splitting those plants, you do notice that there's quite a bit of soil that did get down in the whirl in that dust storm on the 17th. There's nothing that we can do about that. But we do need to be prepared the fact that that's going to increase the amount of crazy top that we see this summer. Typically crazy top is uh, only in the areas that flood where the corn goes underwater and soil gets down in the whirl. And then when the water leaves we get a crazy top later in the season. You're going to see more crazy top this year in the fields that got sandblasted. A situation where they're, they're just going to be more random crazy top than what we're used to. Nothing we can do about it, just trying to make you aware of it. This week kicks off officially the ugly corn week. Many fields are reaching that V4, four visible collars. At that point between V4 and V5, the seed roots are starting to hand off to the true roots or the true crown roots itself. If anything hampered the growth of the true roots, you're going to see the uh, corn kind of step on the brake and show it. So you're going to see fields that were uniform uh, coming into the end of this week and next week you're going to see fields that kind of fall apart a little bit from um, you know from the road and from out in the field itself so you're going to see uh, some stresses that you didn't recognize before as that seed was running off of or the plant was running off the seed starch itself. Now the carb penalty we've been watching for that in our nitrate testing itself and it's kind of been a slow burn meaning that we're not in a heavy carbon penalty yet and actually that won't happen until we get these minimum temperatures uh, above 60 degrees. So potentially we could start to see that. That's, it's showing up a little bit, but once we get to 65 degree soils and hold 60 degree temperatures a night, then the carbon penalty kicks in pretty hard and you'll start to see your nitrogen program show up in itself. So far we're just on the tip of that. That's yet to come within it itself. But you're going to see some uniform fields next week, maybe already this week, depending on the age of your corn. But as it moves in that V4, V5, we'll see some of the sins of the spring show up. We'll see uh, some of those issues that um, we didn't recognize are out there will be out there itself. 
Hopefully it's just a short little hiccup and the corn's back off and running itself. If it staggers too much, just give us a shout and we have to come and take a look at it. But kind of preparing you for that. And if we warm up next week and we hold that temperature, uh, you guys in corn on corn or in cover crops, be prepared to watch for the carbon penalty itself as far as this corn could lock up on us, depending on how you manage your nitrogen this spring. Side dressing is kicked off in many areas. We've had uh, quite a few rounds now of nitrates coming through uh, and being processed, so we're getting a better handle on what's going on across the territory itself. You can definitely start to pick out the areas with heavier rainfall. Some of those guys that got 8 inches in 10 days and that type of thing uh, is starting to show up. But it's still kind of a good news, bad news scenario as I look at them each day. The levels definitely are better than I had anticipated, even from the heavier hit areas from a waterfall standpoint, which probably means a lot of that water ran off. That's where all that erosion came from in itself. The bad news is we are still carrying, and I guess it'll probably stay that way, we're carrying heavy loads of nitrogen in the second foot. It's not uncommon to see the second foot carry equal to the top foot itself, which that's okay, we can still reach it at a second foot, but it also uh, indicates that we've moved nitrogen out of that top foot. And as we talked about the carbon penalty kicking in when these soils warm up, some of these soils that we thought we had enough nitrogen on top in our broadcast may still stall out in that situation as well. As you would expect, our fall applied applications and our high spring rates are showing the most missing nitrogen doesn't mean that they're out of nitrogen by any means, but they're showing the most missing as far as what we're trying to account for. Now we are adjusting for that in the side dress recommendations accordingly, depending on the fields and where it's at. We do need though your best guess at expected yield at this point. We've got a lot of good fields and we got some not so good fields and we need to know what that actual yield goal is. And some of these yield goals you guys are lowering and that's okay if you expect the, the yield to be off based on your counts out there. But we do need to know what the stand count is. So if you've lowered your yield goal from earlier projected because the stand is poor, but you have a lot of uh, lady mergers, let's say. So you got 33 or 4,000 plants, but you think you only got maybe 25,000 uniform plants out there and we talked about that last week as far as how to calculate that yield based off of uniform plants. Take the non-uniform plants and give it a half of value. We need to know the total population when you're turning your nitrate worksheets. I'd like to say well we can just lower yield goal because your stand's not that good but if you got five or six thousand lady mergers out there unfortunately we still got to feed them or your good plants are going to run out of nitrogen itself. So kind of keep that in mind when you're out there pulling nitrates and doing your stand counts and making your yield estimates. Some guys have been raising their yield estimates. Glad to see that. Tells me I got some good stands out there. But if you've got a situation where the yield has been lowered due to uneven emergence, make sure we know the full stand versus the actual uh, ear count out there itself. We are getting a number of guys pulling nitrates for the first time ever. And I uh, want to welcome you guys aboard on an effort to, to better manage your nitrogen program. It's good to see uh, more and more guys pulling nitrates, taking responsibility for what end rates we got out there. I'm going to tell you, though, that please call the office first and get instructions on the proper way to do it and to fill out the paperwork. Katie will walk you through the process uh, and get you set up so, we're, so we got good samples coming in. Nitrates are like a lot of other things. 
junk in, junk out. So if we just kind of wander around pulling samples and we don't know the procedure in it, it makes it tough to make the good recommendation off of it. So take your time. Uh, and, and we've got instructions we can mail to you, email to you, and she can walk you through it over the phone. But let's, uh, let's get them pulled right itself. Plan to pull your samples for your new guys. You're going to be pulling those samples about a week ahead of side dressing. So it gives us some time to get your maps made, get things turned around, and we can react to it itself. So a situation where uh, we need a little time to get it through the lab itself. If you plan to hold some of your side dress nitrogen back for a later Y-drop application, we need to know that too. So we can adjust that in uh, what type of rates we're going to do for the first go-around itself. The teams are running hard at the summer soil testing, uh, and uh, we got a number of them running wherever we can find dry soil and keep them going. If you haven't ordered your summer testing, please now take time to get that in. It's a lot more efficient for us to clean up your acres when we're in the area itself versus have to go back and catch the straggling fields. So if you haven't got those orders in, get them turned in to Kevin or Katie so we can make sure that as our crews are moving through the area, cleaning up fields, we can get them. Samples that are taken now in the summer allow us to get the wrecks back to you and make it a, a lot more efficient in the fall. So you've got your wrecks back before fall harvest starts. But the soil testing crews are hard at it and let's, uh, let's keep them busy. Make sure we don't miss too many within the area itself. With that, have a good holiday. Keep her safe. Keep her moving.